This is Financially Tuned with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Tara Nolan to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, and welcome to Financially Tuned with me, Tara Nolan, from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. And I'll just say up front is during the show, if you have a burning question, please give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely feel free to check out our website, www.taraenolan.com. If you click on the Financially Tuned button, there's a complimentary retirement income toolkit you can download and just a lot of great information. And just stay tuned because we are going to have a special offer in the show and we're going to have a lot of fun today. So we are going to be talking about financial literacy and how important it is when it comes to making your plans for the future. But before we jump into all of that, let me check in with Tony. Tony, how are you doing this morning? Well, I was doing great. And then you said something about financial literacy, which I'm like, what? Um, I thought I was completely literate, but financial literacy, that sounds different. So I can't wait to ask you about it. I've been I've had a crazy week, Dara. Uh, my son just got back from his first year of college, so he's moved back home. That's interesting. Already asking for gas money for his car. <laughs> it's like okay, I got to get that job. So, uh, but he is taking uh, classes uh, to uh, advance his uh, hopeful future medical career uh, during the summer. So that'll keep him busy. And other than that, just been busy with work. And of course, I look forward to doing the radio show each weekend with you because what's more fun, Tara, than talking to our listeners on the radio? You know, Tony, besides riding my horse, I don't think there's anything more fun because we get to entertain and amuse ourselves and then hopefully teach people things. (laughs) Well, I don't do any of the teaching, but the amusing of myself is uh, (laughs) I always accomplish that somehow one way or the other. Uh, But you're you're a great teacher and I'm glad you brought that up because you've been busy teaching folks and meeting with people. Uh, I know you've been really busy lately, haven't you? Well, you know, we really have, Tony, and one of the things that I would encourage people to check out the calendar on our website because I'm pretty excited with the new tax law that's being released. Chris and I are actually launching a series, at least one or two a month, educational um, events about what does the new tax law mean to you and are you taking full advantage? Because here's the big thing, Tony, is the taxes are set to be in place until 2025. So it's not very often that we get a glimpse into the future of what might be happening. So this is a unique time to really try to get your retirement plans settled and in order. So it, that's what I'm excited about is we've created a whole educational piece. And when you understand it, like I understand it, you get excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is exciting. And um Obviously, you keep busy with so many things. You mentioned your horses and you still have your military career. And of course, you and Chris, uh, your business partner and husband uh, with the financial advisory uh, financial planner firm there, helping people with their finances get organized. But today you said we're talking about financial literacy. What do you mean by that? Well, this is where I really get to jump in, Tony, and put on my teaching hat. And I, I 
I love this lesson because hopefully everybody out there listening is not being offended because they, I think this is a lot of pressure because people feel like with, you know, you watch all the advertisements on TV, everybody feels the pressure like they should be a financial expert. And what I'm here to say is why would you possibly be a financial expert? I went to college for this. I studied a lot to learn all this, but it's, it's this, the basic thing. I think the, the big example, Tony, I have is when I went to buy my first house as a brand new lieutenant in the Air Force, I sat down and they were talking fast and they kept talking about, oh, this is a good deal because we're going to knock off, you know, three points. And I kept sitting there finally. I was like, what's a point? And they were like, they just, they didn't explain to me what a point is. And now I know a point is a percentage. I understand percentage. <laughs> But I was like, what the heck is a point? <laughs> and so there's these little, you know, probably every community has it. I know my mom and dad are both in the medical community. Every community has its own lingo. And so when we're talking financial literacy, half the battle is words mean things. And if you don't know what that word means, you probably understand the concept. You just didn't know that that word like point means percentage. So right. that's really what I want to do today is have people walk away going, I get that. I can, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's important. Now, uh, do you think that a lack of financial literacy or knowledge is a widespread issue or problem? Well, yeah, of course it is. And uh, Tony, I think this should be taught in high school because, you know, probably your son in college is already getting offers in the mail for credit cards. Yep, and, he is. you know, how many how many kids go, well, I, this must be okay because they, I say they in quotes, wouldn't send me an application if I didn't qualify. <laughs> and when you take someone young who's like, money, I need that. <laughs> and they start exactly. getting credit card applications in the mail and that kind of thing. I, they don't, you, you don't know the difference. And so um, sometimes, you know, some people's reaction to when I don't know what to do is they do nothing. But a lot of people's reaction is, sweet, I'm going to jump in and take advantage of this. And it's it's a big issue. And you just, it's it's not magic. I mean, you, you wouldn't understand finances unless someone explained it to you. Just like you wouldn't just know how to drive a car. I mean, you've seen people drive cars every day, but the first time you get behind the wheel, someone still has to kind of guide you through it and show you what the buttons are. And you get that sense of, you don't have to turn the wheel that hard to make it turn. And, you know, have you ever been when you're when you're teaching your kids to drive and the first time they turn, you're like, whoa, whoa. yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just changing lanes <laughs> or worse, uh, pushing that pedal uh, faster and quicker and harder than they should. Right. Or you try to hit, they try to hit the brake and then they hit the gas. You're like, ah, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Other foot, other foot. <laughs> So, I mean, these are just the basics of financial literacy is you can look around every day and see see evidence of it, but um, don't beat yourself up. Because I think what happens, Tony, is a lot of people are afraid to raise their hand and ask the question because they don't want, want people to know they don't understand it. And here's what I say. Posh. It's your money. Ask the question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, there are people who deal with this differently than um, and, and what's the what's the difference between how people handle this? Well, you know, there's just it comes down to the education that you've received, because some people grow up in families where maybe there's discussion just around the dinner table about, you know, financing and what, how we're going to buy a new car and, and what we're going to do with the house and getting a refinancing and, and putting that together. But I think more often than not, it's probably more like my family was, Tony, where I knew it was time to pay the bills because my parents started to fight. And there was a lot of grousing because there were six kids and, and I don't care who you are, you, you just don't get ahead with six kids. 
And it's so that was my financial education was finance and money equaled uh, stress, arguments and, and no good time. <laughs> right. Uh, obviously, uh, this is a big issue, but just how bad is financial literacy in America? I mean, this is obviously a, a huge issue right now, isn't it? Well, it, you know, it's, it kind of goes hand in hand because 44% of Americans right now don't have enough cash in their emergency fund to cover like a $400 emergency. Oh. You know, I was just listening to a news report and it was on poverty in America. And, and the, the woman they were interviewing, she's like, you know, every time I save up an emergency fund, I've got to, there's a, something I've got to fix on the car or I've got to buy the kids new shoes and they just never get ahead. And so... It means really almost half of the Americans out there, Tony, are just one accident away from getting a bill that they can't receive and cover. And then what do you do? You go to credit because everybody has a credit card. And so it's just this cycle that starts to repeat. And the challenge is, is people, first of all, don't know the diligent habit of paying yourself first, paying, putting 10% down and saving. But then the reality is, Tony, once you have kids, that just becomes hard. Because you are a good parent is always going to put their kids' needs first. Yeah. And, and it just becomes – so sometimes people get beat up for not being financially literate when the fact of the matter is is they're just treading water as best they can. Yeah. Yikes. Believe me, I know uh, having three kids, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, um, we get back into that whole discussion of student loan debt, and that's a real crisis in America today as well. Now, we have to take a quick break here pretty quick, Tara. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Well, for anyone who's listening to the show, this is where I like to encourage those people who are open-minded and have never created a financial plan. Uh, to give Chris and I a call, Tony, we have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers. And Tony, here's the thing is financial literacy is not tied to the number of zeros in your bank account. You could be struggling and you could be, and the thing is, Tony, is it's a lot uh more of how you feel about yourself. But if you don't understand money, you don't understand money. So anyway, Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for those first 20 callers. And Tony, a lot of times we deal with um, newly divorced women or women who are recently widowed because they've just never managed their money. But Tony, that number is 719-210-4242. 719-210-4242. If you're ready to start learning how to be in control of your money, Chris and I will love to sit down with you and get you started on that path. Oh, that's awesome. I think that's a great offer, a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. And you have personalized reports you'll run for us, for our listeners. Uh, What's that number again they can call to set that up? Sure, Tony. It's 719-210-4242. All right. Thank you so much, Tara. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financially Tuned and Tara Nolan after this. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Tara Nolan Advisory Services right now by going to TaraEnolan.com or by calling us at 719-210-4242. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with me, Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services and my 
cool, awesome co-host, Tony Shore. The title of our show today is, Are You Financially Literate? So if you're just tuning in, what we've been talking about so far is just how many Americans really don't have a financial education. And, you know, one of the alarming effects is about half of Americans don't have an emergency fund to even cover like a $400 unexpected emergency. And then, you know, student loans are just putting a whole generation of our kids into debt before they've even really gotten started in life. So people are starting out behind. And then the challenge is that there's no financial education to back it up. So people, most kids really don't understand credit cards and how it works and the differences of interest rates and the difference in good debt and bad debt. But here's the thing, Tony, most people don't. It's not just the kids. Right. Yeah. Good point. It's not just the kids. And I think this is a great discussion uh, for us to have. Uh, Obviously, uh, you've touched on a few important factors regarding financial literacy. Um, Are there any other areas that we need to discuss that might give us an indication as to whether or not we have financial literacy or we need to learn more? Tony, I'm going to beat this up a little bit because I see this. This is kind of a an issue with every client, and I don't care how much money they have, Tony, is credit card debt because mm. credit cards are a tool that can be used for good or evil. So <laughs> it's just it's so easy to just throw something on the credit card and say, I'll get back to that. I'll worry about that later. And like I had one of my clients, he had was recently retired, had, you know, worked his whole life. He had actually quite a nice pension, but we sat down about two months after he retired because I like to sit down with my new clients that are just retiring because that's a big change in life. And Tony, he showed up after two months with a $25,000 credit card bill. Oh, no. And I said, I said, what have you been doing? And he said, I haven't been doing anything. I said, well, let's, let's. Let's take a look at your statement and see what's been happening. And I have to tell you, it was it was almost all from Home Depot and Lowe's, and the list of new power tools was impressive. Oh no! <laughs> and so we just went through it. I said, "Well, what did you buy that for?" Well, I don't know. I just liked it. I've always wanted one of those. You oh. know, just little projects here and there. And and so we just I said, "This is a perfect opportunity because you've never had to be on a budget." And it was fine before because you were always working. So you didn't ever have time. <laughs> so now let's let's talk about if you need the power tool, you can keep it. But I, we actually, I said, how many of those things are still sitting in your garage in the wrapper? He said, oh, most of them. <laughs> so that's just an example of looking at your credit card as a tool, but you want to have a plan for it. And I mean, I use credit cards myself all the time because I like it because it keeps a record. So when I do my taxes... I know exactly what I've spent everything on, and uh, it's just convenient because I don't like to carry around cash. But you know, that's just one example of you know, I've, the Home Depot Lowe's is a very seductive thing. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It, it is. So I, I really appreciate uh, your uh, basically your outlook on this. I, I think that's a great example. And wow, uh, credit card debt, crazy. Uh, my wife and I have struggled with that in the past and fortunately gotten caught up with it. But nobody wants to have credit card debt. And uh, people get caught up in that, and uh, I think it's bad. But but Tara, for those who do find themselves in that hole, uh, I think it's encouraging to know that there are strategies out there to help them recover and and, uh, 
you can help people take a look at that, correct? Uh, you know, I can, Tony. And, and this is with, when it comes to dealing with debt, this is one of the things I really have to hand it to Dave Ramsey because I think he is a master when it comes to giving people strategies for paying down debt. And it, the bottom line is step one is if all of a sudden you go, whoa, my credit card's big, you have to go, well, what happened? Because, you know, if, if you don't know what how you got there, then the, the bleeding will continue. So you got to figure out what happened. And then once you figure out what happened, then you, you just make a plan and say, OK, well, how am I going to repay it? And, and and you just make a plan and execute it. It's that simple, actually. But the biggest mistake, Tony, I see people do is they don't take the time to go, well, what did happen? Did I have an emergency that kind of got the ball rolling? You know, did I have to you know, replace an engine in the car or did I have to, to buy, you know, the trifecta of the refrigerator, the, the washing machine and the dryer all broke down at the same time and that happened or, you know, what was the trigger or is it just, has it been a slow roll of, wow, we went out to eat at a lot of really nice restaurants and the family was in town and we covered a couple big dinners. Figuring out what was the source to go, okay, is that kind of a one-off deal and I just need to pay it down or do I need to look at my lifestyle and make sure that I'm not creating debt that I don't want to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that's smart. Uh, debt, you got to stay out of debt. You got to deal with it. Uh, uh, what do you think, though, is the reason behind so many people failing to plan for the future? Well, I, I think it's just overwhelming because it's just, um, you know, even if you're already 50, usually people who are 50 that are fairly close to retirement within about 15, 20 years are going, my kids haven't even all gone to college yet. I have a couple kids getting married. I got to buy a new car. Retirement, are you kidding me? <laughs> so it's just, um, I mean, it's human nature. Most people I know are really good at kicking the can down the road going, I'll worry about that tomorrow. I'll take care of that tomorrow. <laughs> and the thing that, thing about it is retirement planning if you just do a little bite-sized piece now that simple advice I can remember getting that as a young lieutenant was pay yourself first 10% and it's not a lot of money but if you just kind of get in that habit pattern when you're young all through your life so in the background no matter what's going on with your current disasters in life that you're dealing with you've just got that 10% of money working for you so that way when you get to retirement you're not starting from zero and but because it is Tony it's just like just like that New Year's resolution where you're like oh my goodness I got to lose 25 pounds it's too much but if you say you know what I'm going to lose two pounds you can do that. But if you just try to do everything all at once, I don't care what, what you're trying to do. You know, if you're going to, I want to go run five miles. Well, how about we start with half a mile? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And start small and work up, right? It's, it's exactly what we're doing. I, Tony, I'm working with my horse trainers and I'm trying to get them to help give me a plan. I had a lesson yesterday. It was a great lesson. And after the lesson, I said, okay, so we did a whole bunch of different things. So what's my homework for next time? You know, what's a reasonable goal three weeks from now that I should be able to do? And my horse trainer's like, well, I can't answer that because it just depends on what's happening and what's the day. And and I said, this is what happens with finance. Well, I can't possibly make a plan because there's so many things that could happen. I'm like, right, but we start with a plan and then you adjust to the plan, but right. you just don't don't say, well, forget it. There's no reason to plan or try because life is going to happen. And, and now that we've talked about some of these problems that surround a, a lack of financial literacy, talk about where do we go from here? 
Well, you know, it's just interesting because there's only a few states that require any kind of personal finance class for high schools. And, you know, I think when I was in high school, they had something called consumer math, and it was like the alternative for kids who weren't taking algebra. But I can tell you, Tony, I would have liked to take have taken that class in addition to my algebra, because that's where they kind of talked about writing checks and calculating interest and doing some of those basic things. Uh, it, ideally, it would just be part of our high school. And, you know, that would that that's what starts at home, right? In your local towns and your schools and your school boards. That's where we try to take advantage of that. You obviously try to do it at home as much as you can. And step one, Tony, is a lot of parents have to get educated. And I, I love, like when we talk about financial literacy, like when you look at child psychology, it starts when, when children are really young, they need that uh, see-through piggy bank because they can't understand conceptually what money is, but they can see it and then go, ooh, the silver money is better than the penny with the copper money. <laughs> and they can wrap their head around that. And then as they get older, how you step your kids through understanding money. So um, one of the things I love that I that I had learned was, was some parents teach their kids when they get their um, allowances that that money gets divided up into threes. A third of that money they get to spend on themselves, a third of that money they put into a savings account, and a third of that money they donate to charity. And that's one way that you can start to teach your kids about how to manage money. So there's a lot of techniques out there. I don't know, Tony, what have you done with your kids? Well, (laughs) to put you on the spot. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the problem. They are not getting education in school about personal finance. Uh, some of it creeps in, uh, at least in our school district. They do have a class, I think, in 10th grade, maybe. Uh, but they, I think it has to start much earlier. And we really encourage our kids to get accounts uh, and save their own money. Um, and, you know, we pay them for chores. Uh, we encourage them to get jobs like babysitting. Even when they're young, we encourage them to have jobs and use their own money for spending money. We've always encouraged that, and we talk to them about not buying, you know, waiting if they want to buy something, uh, wait a week and see if they still want it, that type of thing. Uh, that's pu- that's perfect right there, just that idea of, yes, I have permission to buy that, but let's just wait a little bit and see if we really want it. Yeah. That's a huge, if you can learn that question, because there's so many people that are just impulsive, or um, there's a lot of people in my family too that when they feel bad, they, they like to go buy themselves a little something because it makes them feel better. Yeah. And and it's almost just like someone who eats too much when they want to feel a little better. So trying to separate money from your emotion is a big challenge. But, you know, I would like to, I think, unfortunately, it really has to start at home because I don't know that public schools are going to get it done. And as parents, if we're sitting back waiting for somebody else to do that for us, it's probably not going to happen. But the challenge is, Tony, is everybody works. I mean, you and your wife don't have a lot of downtime just sitting around, do you? (laughs) Terry, you're so funny. I love it when when your sense of humor comes out like that. (laughs) And we both work full time, uh, at least one job. I'm working two right now, so. The big challenge, though, and we all know this, is you don't realize where your holes are about money until you start to have a problem. Right. You know, everything's fine until it's not. <laughs> and and hopefully it can come in the form of maybe you just get turned down for a credit card application. Sometimes it's that letter in the mail from the IRS and you're like, what? How can I pay you money? I don't have an emergency fund. 
<laughs> right. And so it's just um, ideally we can try to get ahead of it a little bit. And that requires just becoming a little proactive to go, let me try to get ahead of this because while none of us has that crystal ball, we, we do know at some point there's going to be a financial situation that we need to address. Yeah. And the challenge is, Let's get as prepared as we can. You know, you can't cover all instances, but it sure is better to have an emergency fund and a plan for how you're going to, I mean, you know, you're going to need a new car. You know, you're going to need new washing machines. You know, you know, there's things and maintenance in your life that you're going to need. So it's a lot better to start planning for those things than, than just kind of going, la, 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 la. Maybe that won't happen for five years. We'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can't stick your head in the sand. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I do. <laughs> well, maybe you could share some tips with us on uh, some quick tips on how we can gain financial literacy. Sure. And I think that's great. So if you're listening and you like to take notes, here's some really good little nuggets to get started with. One of the first things you can do is just try to read as much as you can because there's no lack of information. You can just Google little topics on like CNN Money is a great website. Investopedia is a great website. Plenty of Money Magazine. There's places to read. And you know what I I think a lot of people are saying, yeah, hard pass on that. I'm not into reading and certainly not that. (laughs) But that's where you want to just kind of start small and, and just start reading little things that catch your eye so you can start thinking on it, chewing on it. And what's interesting is is when you start to read little articles like that, then that becomes good for conversation. And then you can talk to people. And a lot of people like to learn that way. And so that's where you can kind of, you know, get other people's ideas. Just remember to have a filter on because someone may be spouting something as fact that's not true. Starting with yourself, you know, just putting together your own information and say, well, here's where I am. And then start to go, you know, I'm looking at my bank account and it is creeped up and I've got $50,000 in there and I only really need about 20. What am I going to do with that extra money? So that's when you start going, huh, where where would I invest that? Do I stuff it under my mattress? Do I uh, fund my IRA? Do I uh, buy some life insurance? Do I, you know, what do you do with it? It's just because that's where you start to go, oh, now I have something. What do I do with it? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think this has a, been a great discussion. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Tara, is there anything you want to add before we go? Well, let me just do kind of an overall recap of financial literacy. The importance, here's why you care. So if you want to be in control of your money, be in the driver's seat and know when you are okay and you're tracking to have a good retirement, or if you're just hanging on by your toenails, it starts with financial literacy. And that's what this show is all about today, Tony. And Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers today that really want to create that written plan for their success. The number is 719-210-4242. And Tony, for those people listening that don't really have that financial plan, I got it. It is overwhelming and you'd rather just bury your head in the sand and, and not deal with it. But it's just, I can tell you, there's nothing that de-stresses your life and makes you feel so much better than just having a written plan that covers everything. So you go, oh, I'm okay. Or even if you have that blip and go, ooh, that was a rough month, you can recover because you have that plan. So Tony, yeah, the number is 719-210-4242. Just anyone who's ready to take some stress out of their life, that's who I'd recommend gives us a call. 
<laughs> All right. Well, hey, Tara, great show today. That does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us, same time, same place, for another show of Financially Tuned. Take care. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit their website at taraenolan.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 